You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. As you hear, I'm your host, Ali Bunker. I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker to my right. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, enjoying the last, what seems like a really long summer already this year. But I know that in about two weeks' time, when the sun disappears, I'm going to be like, man, summer was shit this year. So um, the weather's good. I like it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Could be better. Could be better. I'm off on holiday next week as well, so I'm happy about that. It's all right for some. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we are also joined via the miracle of WhatsApp voice calls and Bluetooth speakers by Matt Bumby. Matt Bumby, how are you? Pissed off. Oh, well. Well, that's that then. Probably call it call it quits. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> and I will see you now. Um, Matt, what's the matter? Wrestling shit at the minute. Oh, uh, okay. Wrestling or WWE? Oh, WWE. <laughs> the, uh, we'll get into it. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, no time like the present. But actually, before we do that, we've actually got a little bit of news for you. So uh, let's get into some news. Um... Aiden, what have you got for us with regards to a former WWE employee? Um, is that former employee CM Punk? It is, yes. Um, so, as most people should be aware by now, CM Punk um, and Colt Cabana had um, gone to court with WWE doctor head doctor Chris Aman over um, claims that he misdiagnosed Punk towards the kind of End of 2013, start of 2014, just leading up to Park's departure. 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 So in the, in the last few days, um, about over the last week or so, they've been um, in court um, just to resolve the uh, the issue. And as of yesterday, <clears throat> Tuesday, the fifth, uh, it's all been settled and the jury had voted in favour of Punk and Cabana. Yeah, so this is um, obviously a, a big deal for the individuals involved in this because they we're talking large sums of money at stake in this in this case. Nearly four million pounds. Yeah, so CagedSideSeeks.com reports that um, a man's lawyer had asked for three, $3,989,000 in compensatory damages which is one dollar per person that listened to the podcast exactly one dollar for each verifiable stream of the episode of the art of wrestling in question which was back in november 2014 obviously colt cabana's infamous podcast with um with cm punk after he left after his departure from (laughs) wwe um it was yeah, three, three, four, almost four million dollars. Uh, Chris Aman was after. Um, the jury in Cook County, Illinois, heard the case. Who heard the case? Only needed two hours to come to a decision, and they, as you say, they 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 came to that decision and and, and sided with Punk and Cabana. Um, just four million dollars for what essentially amounted to defamation of character. It's a lot of money. Especially when you consider the circumstances in which he was supposedly defamed. There weren't really any. I mean, obviously, if they're making misleading statements about his medical integrity, I can understand. 
that you would be pissed and you may seek legal action but four million dollars for what amounted to essentially was as we were talking about before a ruined thanksgiving dinner yeah it's it's very i'm I'm glad this is kind of settled it doesn't it didn't affect my life in any way it's got nothing to do with me but it all just seems very i don't want to say immature Mm. but it also seems just very petty from both sides petty yes definitely and uh, um, fair play to to punk and cabana who have obviously come out on top in this um situation i think four million dollars to cm punk whilst being an absolutely absurd amount of money doesn't really mean the end of his you know it doesn't isn't completely detrimental to him i'm sure he could afford his share of that um, whilst he obviously wouldn't be happy about it, but to an indie wrestler like Colt Cabana, well, you got to feel sorry for Colt Cabana because it was just an interview on his podcast. on his podcast. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I, I haven't listened to it back for a long, long time. I can't really remember everything that was said. I think it got taken down. Oh, did it? Well, probably while the court case was on, um, or while legal proceedings were happening, they probably did take it down. But I, I, I quite distinctly remember this part being about. Chris O'Man being um, or allowing or forcing not forcing allowing Punk to compete with a staff infection right yeah, yeah. Well, it's, a lot of it is also about the um, the the lead up to the kind of January 2014 period um, where he was suffering from things like um, really bad headaches and dizzy spells and bad, bad pain and um, the constant kind of uh, wasn't it even concussed in the Royal Rumble, yeah, there was. Um, I was. I'm just trying to find on Twitter now. There's a really good timeline from a, a Twitter user. I can't remember the name of um, who details not only um, a kind of a timeline from about summer 13 onwards, um, but he does a, a detailed timeline of the Royal Rumble match itself based on punk comments in the podcast. And there's something like Kofi Kingston comes in early, hits him with a kick, which apparently concusses him. Um, And the referees kept giving him instructions, Punk, to get eliminated, to um, to go out. And he just kept refusing and wouldn't do it. He ended up actually staying in the match for over 40 minutes after um, getting concussed. Um, He he said that the original plan was for him to get to the final four, which he did, and then to get eliminated by Kane so everything seemed to go to plan um, but yeah he apparently competed with a concussion for a very long time in a, in the match Yeah, and the, he says you can see the staff infection on, on his lower back but upon um, like the footage that WWE have released based off that you can't see anything and apparently it's more you know the trunks that he wears he was got stars along the yeah, back yeah. of them they were more upon the star level which is like basically at the top of his ass cheek Yeah. so um yeah, there's, there's a couple kind of inconsistencies and stuff, but anyway, he's also um, you know how people have debated for years what CM stands for? Chick magnet, chick magnet, or Chicago made? Yeah, he apparently swore on oath in court that it stood for chick magnet. <laughs> there we go. So it's all finally been confirmed. Don't really it doesn't really fit with CM Punk's character, does it? No, but Chicago I suppose magnet. as a Chick young, magnet punk. A young guy, it probably did. Young chick magnet. Um, so yeah, four million dollars. 
Punk and Colt Cabana not having to pay, which is good news for them. But they don't win anything in terms of damages, do they? It's more of a case that their legal fees are paid for, right? Yeah, and then I can move on. Punk's got his second UFC fight on second, third? It does. Second so at least, on Saturday night. So at least he's won something this week. You <laughs> can get that out of the oh. way. Um, <laughs> get, get it out of his mind and just focus on the fight. So um, It can't have been the best build-up for him. No. I don't know who arranged the court case so close to the fight or who <laughs> yeah. arranged the fight so close to the court case, probably yeah. more likely. Um, but yeah, that's not what you want going into a real fight. <laughs> no. Um, Especially with a staph infection. <laughs> um, right. Any other news? Matt, you got anything for us this week, Aiden? Anything? Only that um, Aaron Chambers from Georgia Shore did call out CM Punk after his win. Did he? Yeah. It was the, he they, he yeah. In one of our first ever episodes, I remember you saying that they actually were going to fight. That never seemed to materialise. I didn't say they were going to fight. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I remember you saying said, that sometime last year. You said it, Matthew. You said it, not me. If you go back... I guarantee you that I did not say that. Well, you can go back and have a look. <laughs> I will do in my spare time because I have nothing better to do. Um, anyway, so um, not so much news, more a bit of gossip, really. Um, as I said to you two just a minute ago, the um, Young Bucks on uh, X Pac's um, podcast this week or last week said that they had originally were pl- very close to contacting WWE, reaching out to WWE to see if they could do a match with the Revival for the All In show um, to kind of revive, no pun intended, the old fuck the Revival thing, um, which I think would have been a really good match. Well, certainly better than anything we've seen from them in WWE, right? Yeah. Well, that's not their fault. No, it's not really their fault. Um... Yeah, interesting this one because obviously the whole all-in thing is to be completely independent to show that they can do it without any big names from WWE and doing this obviously would fly in the face of that a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. That In the end, that's why they decided not to because um, they thought they they would, even, even if WWE weren't to promote it at all, they would still be getting help from WWE by having these guys loaned to them. So. Yeah. Um, they opted against. Fair enough. Um, all in. When is that again? First of September. First in of the September. Sears Arena in Chicago. So it's still a little way off. A little way off. Um, have you seen this? Um, the Starcast thing in the few days before it, though. No. It's a just a mega show of. It's like Access, basically WrestleMania Access, in that there's like. All, all of the wrestling podcasts, so many, um, like like X Pac, um, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall's all going to be there. Sting's going to be there. Um, all old WCW guys are going to be there. All doing like signings and live shows and stuff like that. Like uh, Jerry King Lawler's going to be there. Um, a whole a whole load of shits going on, um, and it all sounds amazing. They've got like. Um, the Botchamania guy is going to be there and he's doing a special like hour long Botchamania bit um, just so much it's all, it's all being um, 
sorted and organised by Conrad Thompson from uh, something to wrestle with in 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, so it just it all sounds like an incredible... And the tickets are insanely cheap for, like, for normal tickets. Yeah. They're, they're, like, 39 or $49 for all-day entry for, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then also the show, I think. Wow. That's crazy cheap. Um, obviously, our invite's been lost in the post... Oh, uh, yeah, well, I'm just waiting on the call. We'll be there, brother, brother. I, I, I don't think I can make it. That's fine, I'll represent. <laughs> September the 1st, you say, I'm there. Huh? Chicago, yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me. So we'll just wait for that invite then, shall we? I'm oh, they, sure it'll they, come. They were also talking about whether it's going to be televised or not, and they said at the moment they haven't got anything in place, they haven't agreed anything, but... Um, there were discussions as to whether it would be or not, but they said it's looking pretty positive and likely that it will be streamed online. So that'd be good because I would very much like to watch. Fair enough, fair enough. Right, are we done with the news this week, guys? Um, well, I fear the news is going to be better than our review. So. <laughs> Hasn't there been rumours, to bring back our gossip column, and there have been rumours about Nikki Bella and John Cena getting back together? God knows. Anybody been watching Total Bellas? I haven't no, yeah, I haven't watched any of it yet. <laughs> Absolute dog shit. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I've seen two episodes, the only two that have been shown here in the UK. Yeah, and me, and I've just... Oh, it's so... Do you not agree with the book in? It's such a work. It's <laughs> such a work. It's a bit controversial to make this a work, though. Surely would John Cena really agree to this? I mean, yeah. we've, probably, we've had this conversation many times, haven't we, since the news of their breakup surfaced. I mean, you watch it and you think, if it's acting, both of them are acting pretty well. Especially Nikki Bella. We know John Cena can act, but... But um, I can't understand how she can go from being absolutely besotted by him, not going to get married, not going to have kids, to now they're going to get married, oh, now I want kids. Yeah, it was because of Birdie, wasn't it? That's what she says. Oh, yeah, but oh, just well, bollocks. You know what, you know what <laughs> the they fucking s- bird. <laughs> you know what they say? Bitches ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these hoes ain't loyal. Exactly. Could, could even say that. Um, just ask John Maybe, you, you know the whole Strictly Curse? Yeah. Maybe it was that, just Maybe. in American form. Maybe. I don't think her dance partner is a competition for John Cena. I'm pretty sure he was really gay. Have you ever seen Autumn? He's, you know, (laughs) a handsome man. I have no idea who he is. He used to be on the UK. Did he? Yeah. All right. Wow. Autumn Um, Markalev, I think his name is. You know too much. Way too much. Right. Speaking of too much... I think there was too much raw this week, as in about three hours too much. Yeah, it was just a bit short. I will sum it? up raw in one sentence. I bet this has got some Tundra expletives in it. Was on commentary. Oh yeah. Oh yes. That summed that summed up raw for me. Do you know what? There was times where where I was kind of on board with it, and then he started going off on Corey. And this the first match, actually, to be fair, he started going off on Corey about Corey saying how Jinder and um, Sunil Singh were just classy, 
and um, he didn't quite understand that Corey, Corey wasn't getting at the point that them interfering was classy. He's saying they are classy, and he's then saying that they're valuable. They're valuable for gender. Yeah, and he was sort of like, "Oh, don't worry about it, Corey. They're just being classy." <laughs> It's like, David, you're getting the wrong end of the stick. <laughs> he also, he just doesn't have a voice for it. Yeah. He's got a very nothing average voice. Yeah. Doesn't stick out in a voice of cold and grey. Even Byron sticks out because you can tell it's like who it is. Yeah. Listen to David Otunga. If they hadn't well, told me it was David Otunga, I would have gone, who the, who the yeah, hell is Yeah, that's the thing. Um, there was that opening segment Yeah. with Rollins and Elias. And then they introduced him. <laughs> and I can't remember if it went to an advert or something. And I was skipping back from advert. And suddenly yeah. I just hear David Otunga's voice. And for a while I was like... Who the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, is this just some random... At first I thought, Byron. And then I thought, it's some random backstage guy. And then, oh shit, this is the actual original Raw commentator yeah. that got drafted last year. Yep. What, my, my biggest thing was, they're in fucking Houston. Yeah, Where why not Booker, Booker T? T? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, yeah, I they did actually. Coach is... just takes random weeks off as well. Corey's like been, Corey mentioned it, didn't he? He was like, I wish I got every third week off to watch golf. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they did actually introduce him. I don't know if you saw it. No. After the first segment, they had they panned up to the announce desk and they were all standing there and they introduced him. He looks different. No, I must have skipped past that bit because I watched it quite late, so I was in a rush before bed. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, he's just he was just a bit rubbish. And commentary was a big theme throughout the night because um, as much as we've enjoyed Ronda Rousey so far, I thought oh. her commentary was really awkward as well. The whole, the whole, um, oh, that segment. Oh, man. the whole bit about being, um, what didn't I call her? Ripe for the picking. And she said, only my husband can call me that. Twice. And then they went off for a break, and then they came back, and Corey was like, just to get your views again on on Ronda, what Naya says, you're right for the picking. Well, I think only my husband can call me that. It's like, what does that mean? I think, I think she's making you? a, I think she's making a sexual innuendo. <laughs> In Europe, I think she's trying to make it funny. <laughs> but twice? It's like WWE went, oh, because they pretty much cut her off the first time she said yeah. it. It's like they went, that was funny, yeah. say that oh, again. That was good, actually. Shit, we should have. I bet Vince was like, ha, 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 say it again. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, just uh, commentary was not on point this week. Um, on Raw, on SmackDown, on the other hand, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I, I like the trio of. Um, Graves, Phillips, and Saxton. As yeah. much as Saxton annoys me, yeah, you like... can tell that these three guys are friends. Yeah, um, they're all of a similar age-ish. Um, Seemingly, I don't really know that for a fact. Yeah, I, I would imagine they're all in kind of early to mid thirties. Mm. Um, I actually think Tom Phillips might only be about twenty-nine. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, um, they all just seem to get along and have a good chemistry. And then you get to Raw. And it's like, ugh, Michael Cole's a twat. He's a mojo. <laughs> Class A mojo. And then there's a Coach who's sort of just in a world of his own. Yeah. And then there's Coach Corey. who, like, <laughs> it's like Coach comes up with things to say in his head, but doesn't have any gauge for how people are going to react to what he said. Yeah. Which you would think... <laughs> Which comes across as his his doing legitimate sports commentary, which I know in a way is a good thing. And sometimes it does add to it because he sometimes he will make a point where I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a really good point. Yeah. Like no one else would make that point. Yeah, 
But then other but scientists I, are like, why are you making this point? What is the point stand. you're making? I just can't stand when he's like, guys, my one word one for this word. hour. <laughs> you know what also, his one word for the hour is rubbish. always the... It always just so happens to be a word which is associated to the thing we've just seen. Yeah. So the thing that he's just seen in the opening segment is his word for the hour. But the rest of the hour might have nothing to do with the word. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, just no. It's not working with Coach. I mean, I, you know I don't what I'd hate love it. To see? What? Then take their headphones off and just do the commentary they want to do. Yeah. I also... I don't know if that'd be any better. <laughs> I also wouldn't be opposed to just a two-man. Yeah, two-man booth. Because, like, as was... Well, back in the day. As was apparent in the UK tournament, Michael Cole, when he did not have someone in his ear and when he's just got one person to work off, he was actually not terrible. Which, for him, is good. <laughs> it's a massive improvement. But, I mean, like, realistically, when you think of how long he's been there, over 20 years... And yeah, he's obviously got a lot to do, but he doesn't do it well for me. No. Not saying I could do better at all. Like, he doesn't really make many mistakes, but it's just it's just personality-wise. He comes across really annoyingly, and I don't think that's what he's supposed to come across as. He's either... He's basically per- neutral, isn't he, really? Yeah. He's either personality-less and just the complete company shill... Or he's a proper twat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't... I don't like it when they give him too much personality because his personality comes across in a negative way. It's like... It feels like um, whenever he displays bits of his personality or an opinion on a wrestler, it's always as if he's kind of just doing... Like, going into it for himself. Yeah, digging him out. Um, This whole, like... Matt Hardy Matt Hardy stuff. I can't. I I would find it hard to believe that when that first started, they were telling him like, right, just be completely like, just don't understand this yeah. guy. And like proper attack him every time and mention his kids all the time. Yeah. I can't imagine they would be like that. No. He probably just did it and decided oh, I'm just going to keep doing that. It yeah. gives me something to do while they're out. I think it was all born out of that one comment he made about the the ultimate deletion a bit, but by apologising for. What they were about to see and stuff like that. Um, but I think they've just taken it too far. Because I'm alright with him being like, oh, Matt Hardy's a bit of a whack job. It's fine for him being like, oh, I've got this weird, like, bald guy and this yeah. one year old kid attacking me on Twitter. He says the same thing every week. Yeah. Which is just really like, annoying. if you were really, like, a good journalist or whatever you claim to be, you'd go research it, right? You'd, yeah, you'd research it, you'd find out more, you'd get over it and fucking move on. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, speaking of getting moving on. Speaking of getting over, Roman Reigns was back this week, and um, I'm assuming it's because he came out to help Seth Rollins. But about ninety percent cheers. Yeah, I would imagine it's the Seth Rollins link. Corey Graves called him the former Shield brethren, but they're still Shield brethren, right? First mentions, I think, since his injury of Dean Ambrose this week. Like, at least three times on Raw. I don't remember. Must be nearing a return. Did they? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't, didn't hear that at all. They just kept saying how they formed it. A lot of they it. formed it with um, Dean Ambrose, who's out injured, and then they were talking about Dean Ambrose again later. And so, yeah, I think they, I haven't heard his name mentioned by WWE in a long time. So, um, hopefully, he's due a return. I think, as much as he's a bit 
bland and nothingy. Like, I think he adds something. Yeah, I'm. I like Dean I'm, Ambrose. I just don't like the wackiness because it's not wacky at all. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to him to coming see back. What they do with him. Yeah, I'm in, yeah, I'm intrigued to see where he I'm, slots in. And I'm not too bothered by him coming back, but I am intrigued what they you know, where they're going to put him. Yeah, I'd like to see him come back as not the same Dean. He can be similar. Yeah, he can, have, he can be. He can have the same character, just tone down the wacky and turn up the intensity. Yeah. Just be more intense. That's what he needs. I don't need him to be like selling hot dogs and hitting, hitting people with pot plants. <laughs> yeah. And I also don't need him to try and be Terry Funk or Mick Foley or Brian Yeah, because no, he's not, he's never going to be able to be, be that because the product isn't that way inclined. So it is interesting to see where he fits in. But back to, back to Raw then. Um, it kicked off with Elias, which is, a, I think, a first. I don't know. Um, but a concert from him. Fairly long. Fairly good. Um, really good guitar this week. Really, really good. This is uh, what I've been saying for ages. He's good on the guitar. He's good on the guitar, yeah. Especially for a man, like a giant man who yeah. presumably has really big hands. <laughs> I don't know how difficult it is for big people to play the guitar. This is intricate work, isn't it? I guess so. That's why I can't do it. Big fingers, mate. Um, just shit. That too. You never tried. I did try, at least once. Didn't work. I think the guitar was broken. <laughs> uh, speaking of broken guitars, Seth Rollins smashed Elias' guitar with a with a chair. Um, so Seth Rollins comes down to interrupt. He, as we say, grabs a chair from under the ring, knocks the guitar out of Elias' hands. Um, but then Jinder and Sunil Singh attack, and that's you know that's that. Roma comes out to some cheers, and obviously a tag team match is made. Um, every single week for like the last four or five weeks, this has happened, hasn't it? Yeah. Yep. There's an interaction between four to six people. Yeah. Forty-six people. Uh, the the violence is interrupted, and then Kurt Angle says, "And it's gonna start." No! Oh. <laughs> and it doesn't only happen on Raw, to be fair. It literally happened on Yeah, it did Smackdown also happen week. on SmackDown, you're um, right. But, like, yeah, it's very just formulaic over and over again. I, I was I was thinking that because they took so long between like them having a standoff with the weapons, it took so long, I was anticipating Kurt to come out. Yeah, then. that's what I thought. Uh, but then, uh, what would he do? Make a match then? Because they've never got a match at money. Sorry, Mella in the bank. Well, it'd be like, it'd be like, no, no, this isn't happening now. I mean, bring, you know, he loves bringing out people from the back, doesn't he? Yeah. It's happening now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, instantaneous tag team match made between the four, Seven Roman versus Jinder and from a, Elias. In a kayfabe perspective, it just makes me think, like, what what were they originally planning on starting Raw with? Yeah, exactly. They just didn't they have a plan. They suddenly just made a match. Like, were they expecting Elias to go out there for half an hour on his own? <laughs> Because they always seem to have so much spare free time yeah. during Raw and five, six matches are made. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be against seeing Elias for half an hour. <laughs> but anyway. Tag team... After what we fucking saw this week. Well, tag team match was made. And to be fair, this wasn't a terrible match. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I didn't expect the result. I liked the ending. It annoyed me. Oh, sorry. They were... Um... They, they're saying how Elias and Jinder were working surprisingly well, which is fine, but it annoyed me how they didn't give a single mention how Roman and Seth used to be tag team champions together. Yeah. They said, they said how they used to work together in the Shield and stuff, but they were literally tag team champions. Yeah. Mention that. Yeah. Give, give Elias and Jinder some proper credibility. Yeah, so um, Elias and Jinder won. 
Elias ended up pinning Seth. Um, I know he DDT'd him on a steel chair or whatever, but... Directly in front of the referee. Directly. <laughs> who didn't disqualify him. Well, I mean, reason. is that a disqualification? I mean, like... I suppose if that's a disqualification, then maybe chucking someone into the into stairs. Into the steps or, or a ring post. Or doing well, a... Technically, you're still using the steel chair. Yeah, yeah but te- technically, you're still using steel steps when you throw someone into them. I think the reasoning I've seen online is that it, it was Seth who brought in the chair. Yeah, but that's bullshit. If Seth, if Seth brought in the chair and Elias hit him with it, he'd be disqualified. <laughs> but I think if like... you bring a gun to somewhere and I shoot it, you're not going to get the blame for that. <laughs> Just like, don't, where, where do you draw don't the bring line? guns where do you draw the line then like if you if Randy Orton back suplexes a sing brother onto the table is that a disqualification well they're usually well, not in the, the match, match yeah. you know, but he does it to he does it he does, it, he does it to everyone now um, putting yeah. for, putting someone through the announce table yeah, exactly don't get disqualified for that so it's just weird like because cause the ref was kind of chasing the sing brother off Literally, all he had to do was just be turned around for a couple of seconds yeah. more. I don't know if maybe he was supposed to be. But the referee just looked at it and went, oh, and then just kicked the chair out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> that, to pretend that didn't happen. Um, bloody John Cone. Um, but yeah, it's Elias hits the drift away for the pin. Surprise result. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It makes sense heading into Money in the Bank, doesn't it? Yeah. To have Seth and Roman just run through and would have been counterproductive. I, I very, very much imagine next week we'll probably get Seth Jinder versus, and Roman versus Elias. Or yeah. Because, you know, they, they love doing yeah. it. Yeah. Even though we just have Seth versus Jinder for the time. can't have them just fighting normal people. Just They have to fight each other. Just does my fucking head in. Heading into. Because they've had so long to do this. Like money in the, I'm over money in the bank already. It does say it has felt like a long old time between um, pay per views, isn't it? Yeah. Good input. <laughs> you asked a closed question. But it has. Uh, I mean, we obviously had WrestleMania and then we had. Um, Great we got Royal three pay per views in the space of about three or four weeks. Backlash. And then haven't had one in about four weeks, five weeks. So it seems Can like you call a massive backlash drought. Pay per view. It was shit. And I think, yeah, this is part of the problem. Backlash was so bad that we've been like itching to have a good one. And we know Money in the Bank will be good because Money in the Bank ladder matches are good. Um, and then you've got like AJ Shinsuke and Seth Elias and even Roman Jinder. Um, but because backlash was so poor the wait has felt extra long <laughs> for a good a good pay-per-view um so moving on from this first segment of the night then um my computer has gone off <laughs> i don't know um what 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 happened after this Kurt Hawkins was that immediately after yeah Huh. So yeah, we had this whole Kurt Hawkins. What was the guy's name? No idea. Hold like on. Hardy Give me two or... seconds. Harden. Harden. Steve, Something Steve Harden. Harden. I don't think it's Steve. Which I think was meant to be like a play on words, or uh, like someone famous is called that because the commentators seem to make a deal of it. And I just don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's get to know you. What are you doing here? My name is James Harden. 
James, James Harden. Harden. James Harden. And then so, he was like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. So it must be something. James Harden. He's a, a shooting oh, guard for the Houston Rockets. Is that the, the guy with the, the big beard? Um, let's have a look, shall we? Looks like it. He looks yeah. like Ramesh Ranganathan. That's <laughs> <Just> a bit... <laughs> Yeah, he does have yeah, a big beard. Yes. Oh, he plays for Houston. He plays for the Houston Rockets. Basketball, apparently. That fake sport. Yeah. Anyway, so James Harden uh, versus Kurt Hawkins, which is not what you want to see on Monday Night Raw, really, is it? And if you had eagle eyes, you would have seen there's a cameraman at the top of the ramp filming the opposite way. So... If you were in the crowd, you'd be like, well, someone's coming out. Yeah. Um, but let me just go back to the uh, the stipulation for this match. Obviously, Kurt Hawkins trying to break his losing streak. Said he was going to give everybody in the arena tacos. Well, there was only about 10 on the table, mate. Yeah, yeah I mean, that I know won't have all been low recent, in the last recent years, but 10 people, really. So, yeah, that was a bit, a bit rubbish. Um, James Harden wins by disqualification after Baron Corbin interrupts and comes down and gets Kurt Hawkins intentionally disqualified whilst pissing himself laughing uh, with an end of days on James Harden. Um, and yeah, we find out later in the night that Corbin has been appointed constable of Raw. So you've got a commissioner, you've got a general manager, and now you've got a constable. Surely, that's a, to me, that's a bad decision by Stephanie. <laughs> One that's- of many. That's a, a, a conflict of interests in having an active roster member as the constable. Yeah. You just give himself a title. And match, right? me, they just couldn't pronounce constable either. <laughs> they say constable. I don't know why. That's how it's spelled, isn't it? Yeah, maybe they're also refusing to utter the sound of the first part of that word. Mojo. Yeah, because someone had to put it into a meme or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just interesting decisions for someone who this time last year was going into the money in the bank where he was just about to win the briefcase what the hell has gone wrong for Baron Corbin the fact that he, I don't think he's that good he's not very good yeah I think that might be the, the crux of it right yeah just not that great in ring just, his character's a bit boring but he's a lone wolf but what does that mean why is he a lone wolf he's just like for looking looking on if you don't know him you just think he's just a dick that's what his character is he's just a dick yeah which if that's what they're going for then yeah they're doing it alright yeah I mean uh, the good the only positive from this is obviously it's something for him to do considering he has the only thing he's done since being drafted over was fight him with way 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 who thankfully isn't on Raw at the minute Um, but I mean, it's 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 quite early to say whether this will be a good thing or a bad thing for him, but at least he kind of made it his own a little bit and added some personality to the role. And because oh, he's naturally unlikable, dropping this next week, like it was nothing. Yeah, maybe, probably, but because he's naturally unlikable, he comes across quite well that he's this heel authority figure. Yeah, I get that. Um, I, mean, I don't hate it um, from a creative standpoint just from a kayfabe standpoint if I was one of the other wrestlers I'd be like what the fuck Steph <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep going to Steph and asking for things and why, she keeps dishing them out why Baron Corbin like why mm. nothing special is he 
Why anyway. did he wait to tell Kurt Angle after he'd already fucked up a match? Yeah. And why does being Constable give him permission to do that? Yes, but it wasn't the first time that he introduced himself. So um, we'll come back to that later because that was part one of the later uh, matches on the card. But the B team are our new favourite tag team, right? No. Oh, Without a doubt. Never mind. Um, Matt's favorite, new favourite tag team. Well, at least with the best theme music anyway. Entrance music, not theme music. Have we found out what theme music is it? No. I imagine it's going to be called Battle I Scars. I think it's called Battle I, Scars. I checked Spotify yesterday. It's not on there. Keep checking, but I don't think it's there. Just it does usually take a while to get on Spotify. It, just giving it a quick Google for you. Battle Scars by CFO featuring Kit. What's that? Battle Scars by oh, on iTunes. CFO's dollar sign uh, featuring uh, KIT. Apparently. Hold on, hold on. Battle. Scars. Not Battle Cars. <laughs> battle Cars. Great podcasting. Great, great podcasting. But yeah, they secured Bye. themselves a title shot. Which, you know. was for, I, for one, was shocked. <laughs> I mean, considering the whole match was based around them, I thought there was no way that they're going to win this match, um, and then they did. I mean, they, I was a little, they telegraphed it weeks ago. I was a little bit like, surely Dolphin Drew would have been better place to win this one, given the fact they're a new team. Drew's hot at the minute, and you know it would make sense. But I mean, yeah, this whole segment and this whole thing has been geared up to the B team for the last three weeks, right? So. I, d- I did like the way in which they won it. Yeah, it was quite good. The, the just... clumsy, yeah. accidental elimination <laughs> <Yeah>. of Rhino. <laughs> and I think I was a little bit disappointed that it came down to them and Heath Slater and Rhino because Heath Slater and Rhino are such a nothing team now. Yeah. That, like, the Revival were in that match and they were just tossed out like they were nothing. Brizango should be more over than they are but aren't because they're being wasted on things like this. Uh even the Ascension, they're massive dudes. <laughs> they should be difficult to eliminate. One but no. Well, yeah. Uh, and Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. I mean, obviously Dolph got eliminated and not Drew. And I think the story there is, you know, we'll see more of this dissension in the future. But, like, he's Slater and Rhino, really? Yeah. It just wasn't good. Just wasn't very good. But they gave themselves a title shot. Um, and, you know, fair play to them. The B team have made something of their leader in the Miz departing from Raw and, and going to SmackDown. So it's um. Well, where where do we think they're going to go with this? Are they going to they're going to give them the titles, or are they just going to give them this title match and then that's it? That's, I can't see them winning the titles from Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. It will be similar to um, Breezango and the Usos last year. It'll be like a light comic relief to get them through a pay per view. Yeah. Um, and then they'll just go back to jobbing yeah I think they will maybe they'll break up I don't know that'll be the feud of the summer yeah <laughs> if I was if I was the writers I'd give it I'd give it them yeah I'd give them the titles over Bray and Matt yep do you not think there's bigger things for Bray and Matt like bigger bigger plans for them probably not knowing WWE actually but I could just imagine the comic value that they would have with the titles yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not against it. I just don't I don't see it happening. 
they're just another one of these these people. I have I have no idea. Are they heels? Are they baby? They're faces? supposed to be, aren't they? But they're like funny heels, so they're baby faces now. But what what makes them heels? They're because just they nice, were with, lovable because guys. they were with the Miz. Exactly, but that hasn't happened for two months. Yeah, but I mean. That's why they're heels. <laughs> they haven't turned. Like we said last week, there's not been a definitive turn f- from people recently other than Shisuke Nakamura. Um, but it's just not clear. Are they heels? Are they faces? Does it have to be, though? I don't know. Does it? Sometimes it helps. I think in this instance, it's become quite organic. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um Moving on from that, so we touched on it slightly. Nia Jax versus Natalia with Ronda oh. Rousey on, on commentary. <sighs> Natalia, man. Overacting or what? Just this whole... This, oh, this whole fucking... This whole, this whole thing so was terribly shit. acted, wasn't it? If you think of the... The whole thing was overscripted. People that can't really act. I think... Right, so she hurts her knee... Nia takes advantage. Um and not Natalia is literally lying on the on the ground for about three minutes holding her knee and the referee's just like, You okay, Natalia? <laughs> we're gonna get you to the back, alright? We're, we're gonna take you to but fucking take her to the back then. Yeah. Why does it need Ronda Rousey to come down to put her arm like her shoulder around her and drag her back to the back? Like you could have done that yourself. Exactly. The, the medical team nobody came down. <laughs> nobody came to help. She just did. left them. But like, yeah, the whole like, oh, I want to see if she's okay. No, back off. But I just want to see if... No, back off. Like, it's yeah. really... It's not any reason for me to be like, wow, I can't wait to watch that match. No, no. Well, I mean, do you not think that it would have been so much better if Nia had just, like, done a bit more damage to her leg and then yeah. Ronda comes down and then she pisses off out of the ring? Yeah, I mean, at least have... Like, there's no reason for Ronda to even be mad at Nia because Nia didn't do anything. Nia even apologised to Natty, but Nia didn't do anything. Yeah, and like, yeah. If, if Nia, like, maybe you could have um, Natalia, like, crawling back across the ring dur- like, during the match after she hurt her knee and then Jax gets up and leg drops her knee. Yeah, something like that, or yeah. splashes just like, to win on her knee. Or... To win via just a bit of a, oh, that was... Yeah, that was a bit of a dick move, but that's what you need. In yeah, because that's what she was last week. Last yeah, week she, she was, was a bit of a dick. twat. Yeah. But this week, she's very much like, oh, Natalia's my friend too. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. Oh, fuck her. <laughs> You've and it was done a bit enough, just go. Well, oh my God. Yeah, the backstage bit was even worse. It turns oh. from an acting point of view. Did anyone notice, though, in the pre-match bit for this, where they, they showed Natalia doing some air punches backstage, <laughs> and then Ronda was in giving her tips and stuff. Did you see how fucking quickly Ronda's punch, how quick her punches yeah. were? Oh, I'm not surprised. They were rapid, and then you compare it to Natalia's, who <laughs> were like, like, she was whoop. she was going fast, but whoop. in comparison, I was all like, jam! <laughs> jab, 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 jab. It was crazy. Um, you've done enough, just go, which is what Rousey told Jax, um, I think we should probably just go away from this feud. Yeah. Yep. I mean, only WWE would cock up Ronda Rousey's singles yep. debut for a championship. Yeah. I just don't care anymore. You know what else they've cocked Bad up? Baddest woman on the planet. Just don't have a talk. Yeah. You know what else they've cocked up? 
Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley. Oh. Everything about this. Just everything about it. The only good thing about it is Sami Zayn's mic skills. Like That's the only good thing about it. Sami Zayn is what's saving this from being one of the worst feuds of all time. Well, could He's... you imagine if this was like Baron Corbin again? Yeah, like... Sami Zayn is turning the stuff that he's been given from chicken shit into not chicken salad, but to <laughs> just not chicken shit. But then it all just comes back to being chicken shit. <laughs> oh, it's just oh, just like uh, when when he came back, I was the one that said, oh, "I'm not happy that he's back. He's going to be boring." I think all of us said that, but yeah. I, I said like, look. I fit, I'm willing to give him a chance because he looks like he's got better. But no. But like this whole this whole feud is based around um, Sammy making um, defamatory comments about his sisters and then insinuating that maybe Lashley wasn't even in the army. That's it. Yeah. Which the crowd loved. USA! <laughs> USA! USA! So, so easy to wind up, aren't they? Yeah, all you got to do is say that insert local sports team here is shit yeah. and also America sucks. Yeah. Or I'll say something terrible about the army or even just question whether someone was actually in it. I remember going to see a Raw and they said, oh yeah, Man United are rubbish and everybody cheered. Yeah. They just they got it so wrong. Yeah. They thought, oh, are we going to get a boo here? Are we going to get a boo? <laughs> No. <laughs> like I remember Shane McMahon making a comment about Jose Mourinho because he was in the crowd once, like 2006 or something. Um, and everyone just started taking the piss out of Mourinho because Shane said something <laughs> about him. But, like, this. How, how many times did Bobby Lashley say, Where are you going? Where are you going, Sammy? Sammy, Sammy where are you going? <laughs> Sammy, where are you Sammy. going? Where are you going? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Bobby Lashley's just terrible. It's just terrible. He's the worst. It was it was terrible. The whole thing. He's the, Could you um, imagine a segment between him and Ronda Rousey? <laughs> Bobby Lashley is the Dana Brooke of the women's of the men's of division. The men's division. Yes, he is. They're just the worst. They're just the worst. Um, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode. Braun oh, versus Bobby Roode. By a pin with a running power slam. Highlight of the match: Braun smashing a ladder in half with his two fists. As Michael Cole kept saying, "Give me heel Bobby, heel Bobby." Oh, uh, yeah. it was the ah, I got under the ladder. <laughs> so stupid, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. What are you going to do now, big boy? Like, what was the plan? <laughs> it's just to hide on the other side of the ladder for the rest of the match. Yeah, <laughs> so I can go around the ring and go the other side. I would have. Like maybe a bit like oh what's that and then like try to drop kick under the ladder or something or shove the ladder at him yeah anything but no just hiding on the other side of the ladder yeah what was no your logical what was trip. your plan I am a little bit worried stupid Bob what they're gonna do with Braun Strowman after Money in the Bank there is a, isn't really anything for him to do unless he wins. But, um, does he need a Brit? I don't know. I don't really, don't really know. Because he's the he kind of guy feud. who doesn't need a title. Mm. So say if Elias wins, because there, there were rumours, quite strong rumours going by that Rollins is challenging Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah. And Lesnar, by the way, is only seven days away from breaking Punk's record. 
um, without defending it more than like three times. Uh, yeah. So the the, the rumours are to be true or to be believed that Rollins is challenging Lesnar for the Universal Title, then he's going to be losing the IC title. Well, you would imagine they don't do that. No, it's title versus title with Lesnar being the Intercontinental Champion, are they? Exactly. They literally have no yeah. male singles titles. Um, to say if he does lose it to Elias, you could, you could maybe go back to a Strowman feud with Elias for the title, but he doesn't need a title. Yeah, especially the Intercontinental title. He's already got the Greatest Royal Rumble Championship yeah, so belt. That good green belt. <laughs> so, um, Which we've never seen since. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Does he just go back to the one-man tag division? <laughs> no. No, definitely not. Does he it's try and conquer not. the women? <laughs> Do we get Braun Strowman versus Ronda Rousey? <laughs> just, oh. Does he just go into a, a storyline with Alexa again? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Does he start a best friends tag team with Roman? <laughs> What's Kane doing these days? Mayor. Running Knox County or whatever it is. In oh, it's a shame that, that, that he couldn't come back and do a feud with Braun Strowman. Well, oh, yeah, that would be great. Nah. Um, Nod. Maybe Braun versus Drew McIntyre. That'd be new. That'd be good. Something oh, we haven't seen. Shout. Yeah. But see that. where does Dolph Ziggler fit into that? Once Drew's kicked him to the curb, I guess. Um, moving on from that, then. So obviously, yeah, Braun wins, which is to be expected. The Riot Squad defeated Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Ember Moon via disqualification. Controversially, so this is Baron Corbin's second intervention of the night, I guess, whereby. Alexa, fairly early on in the match, feigns an injury to get out of it. Typical heel stuff from so, Bliss. Once you've done explaining this, I've got a real gripe at the end of this match. Fair enough. Um, well, surely it should have been a disqualification in the match, right? But, um, yeah, just... John Cone again. John Cone didn't have a good night. Baron Corbin was um, berating him backstage anyway. Yeah, that some people are just aren't cut out to be referees. It just it just felt to me like earlier in the day I went Oh shit. We've done a singles women's match and we need to have two women's matches these days. What do we do? Just stick them all in one. Yeah. And I mean as soon as I knew there was a six woman match coming, I, I skipped the first half of it. Or, so did I pretty or, much pretty much everything up to the, the final minute mm. um, so first I saw that Alexa came out um, and I was like hold on this is a six man but they're on, there's the riot squad so is one of the riot squad not in it because mm. she'd be on the heel team Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden when I skipped forward Alexa was no longer there mm. and Bailey came down and I was like <laughs> wait what, wait, what? <laughs> did Bailey just come out late like I just assumed that it was she was on the team to begin with. Yeah. It was just weird. It was a bit weird. Um, so Bailey comes out to help the team of Sasha and Ember Moon who'd been left a woman short by Alexa feigning an injury and going backstage. Um, and in helping, she promptly runs down to the ring, gets tagged by Sasha immediately, gets in the ring, hits the belly-to-belly suplex on Sarah Logan, pins her one, two, three. And the referee just allowed it. Was it? Was it? I did. I haven't seen it, but was it obvious that Alexa was feigning, or did did it look like something that could be a storyline injury? No, it was because obvious. they're still saying that like, oh, um, Alexa or Natalia might not. Yeah, but that was Corey saying that, wasn't it? Yeah, well, then, he 
they, they've got a backup Alexa. They've come up with a graphic, <laughs> there's, there's didn't a graphic. they? Yeah, they've got question marks on it. She was feigning the injury. What was it? What so, kind of just injury? a leg injury. Oh, okay. Generic leg injury. It wasn't a whole arm thing again. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> um, but no, what's annoying about this is, firstly, right, the referee clearly should have disqualified Bailey, or disqualified Sasha and Ember, sorry, for Bailey's interference. Secondly, he should never have counted one, two, three. Thirdly, why does Sasha and Ember Moon think that that counts? Yeah. Why the, did they then the seem bit, to the get The bit that really, off? really bothers me, why did they get pissed off with yeah. Bailey? Yeah. Like, they were happy when they thought they'd won, but as soon as they thought they'd lost, they were like, well, fucking Bailey screwed us over, isn't she? <laughs> Dumbass. Well, I mean, all they did was give her a dirty look. Well, especially Sasha. But, um... There was yeah. like a little bit of a nice moment between the two for once. She was about to be like, she was about to say, "I wish." No, she, she nearly said, "I wish it was you in the yeah. in the bank match." And Bailey was like, "Don't say." Yeah, and then uh, Emma Moon was like, "You, should, you guys need to hug it out." And then they were about to hug, and then Kurt Angle interrupted. <laughs> stupid Kurt. <laughs> stupid. Stupid Kurt. Um, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. So, this would be a match ordinarily that we'd be raving about. Um, yep. and we would have looked forward to for weeks and whatever in, in part of a great rivalry but it's not it's a nothing match that has no consequence on anything these two guys did a good job it was a good match but what's the point too sweet too sweet what the hell does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean it gave Kevin Kevin Owens an opportunity to display his new gear yeah, yellow or gold is it? Bumblebee gear. Bumblebee yellow. Um, Michael Cole and David Otunga saying this is the first time that the two had met in WWE. I mean, strictly speaking, that's true if you On think the main, main roster. Yeah. Obviously, we've seen him in NXT before, have much better and longer and more significant matches than this. Um, it annoys me how they never mentioned that. Yeah. It's not like it never happened. Yeah, it? it's not like it happened outside of it's WWE. Done. You would yeah, exactly. just say these two had a great feud in NXT. On NXT, you know. So why they, do they, they say, would say that, with Kevin but then and they can say Bailey and Sasha had amazing matches in NXT. Yeah, exactly. Because you could you could even say these two actually fought in a ladder match. Yep. For the title, and they've got a ladder match coming in two weeks. Yep. Perfect logical path, but no, just. <laughs> It's as if it never happened. It just didn't didn't happen. That was a beast in the east, wasn't it? That, that no, match. that was Brooklyn. Oh. First Brooklyn. Oh right, yeah. Um, he, he won the title at Beast Beast in the East. Ah. Anyway, ending of this match highly disappointing. Owens just gets disqualified by stomping Balor for too long in the corner. Mm. Yeah, very easy way out. Yep. The frog splash was good after though, but pretty impactful. But I mean, everything other than this was just a bit. The coup de gras was good. Was it though? I mean, it, it was very high. It was really high, but essentially, what it amounted to was a, a drop kick to Kevin Owens' arm. A drop kick to Kevin Owens' arm. Yeah, because it wasn't a stomp on his chest or belly. Oh no! But I mean, like even still, from that height. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't look that great. I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end. And it oh, like... I don't know how he does that move without legitimately hurting. <laughs> I still don't know how he does that move without hurting anyone. Um, but even if you do kind of buckle and bend your legs and stuff, you're still landing on people's chests yeah. and stomachs. It looked like. Did you see where he fucked up in Samoa Joe in the next day? Yeah. And he slipped like, off think, his chest. I think, um, and this might just be Kevin Owens being brilliant, but it 
legitimately looked like it hurt his arm. Because, <laughs> you know, when you have a coup, when you, you suffer a coup de gras, you generally you would grab your chest or your stomach or whatever. Kevin Owens went straight to his arm. And he, when, he, when he first did the drop kick into the corner and Kevin Owens fell to the ground, um, he, was very, he was very far away <laughs> from the really ladder. He was really far away. And I was like, no way is Finn going to jump that far and do it. Um, and Ke- you could see Kevin Owens eventually scooting himself along the ground. Yeah. So it was a, a bit of a damp squib at the end of that match. But you know what? Finn climbs up the ladder, grabs the briefcase. Grabs the beefca- beefcase? Oh, uh, one, one briefcase. thing I do want to mention from this, I put a tweet out about this. It was good to see um, him do his entrance with the Special Olympics guys. Yeah, that was, that was cool. quite cool. Very, very much the whole the same with WrestleMania. No who are about the Big Show being. I know. Horrible. Literally, just turned up. <laughs> Please welcome the Big Show. It's like, oh, he's back. Yeah, but you know, Bala clubs for everyone, and that's good. That that was one guy especially who was fucking. He was like, this is my moment, and I'm going to take it. He was doing yeah. the full <laughs> off thing, and then straight away he was going in with the two sweets. <laughs> He was all over it. I saw um, I saw a backstage video um, from when they're all in Gorilla Finn talking to all of them, being like, you already come out and do my entrance with me? Because I don't think they knew that. Yeah. And he was like, you guys want to do my entrance? And they were like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, yeah, to be fair, big... though, if they, someone said to me, like, do you want to go and do Finn's entrance with him? I'd be well happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, this is a good, that was a good, nice little moment. This whole thing, the Battle Club is for everyone, is um, an inspiring movement for, I guess, for disadvantaged or. You would imagine only good things could come from it, but WWE. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exploited in some way. There'll, there'll be a specific, there'll be a storyline where, where Battle Club is, is for everyone apart from one specific <laughs> person. Yeah. Or someone will be like, uh, someone have. Uh, I'm not even going to. Or there'll this. be a, there'll be an entire storyline based about someone wanting to be a part of Bala Club because <laughs> they've heard it's for everyone. Yeah, and that's what the whole story is going to be. It'll probably be B team. We want to be a part of the Bala Club. Or Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could just imagine someone with a disability being exploited by WWE as part of a storyline. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> they've they don't they've never track. done that before. Zach <laughs> No, no one with physical deformities or um, height problems. Yes. Um, last note on Raw for me: Kurt Hawkins, who was lining up for presumably his finisher. I don't even know if he has one. <laughs> I don't think he's ever hit one. <laughs> what is his finisher? I have no idea. Is it like fat checker or something? It like he was going for maybe some kind of like running knee because he was going like lining up in the corner or yeah. something. But I mean, it could have been anything. Yes. Um, so that was raw. I mean, one, one word, well, one liner on raw. My word for raw. <laughs> My one word for this hour. Rubbish. Wank. That shit was whack. Rubbish wank. No wank. I know, but it was whack. Rubbish wank. Raw is not war. Raw is bore. There you go. Raw is wank. Remember when we called <laughs> raw twenty five bore twenty five? Bore twenty five. Yes, that was clever, wasn't it? I came up with that. I don't think you did. I literally did. <laughs> so I think I did. Fuck off. No, you uploaded that episode, but I came up with that. I said, we should call it Bore 25. No, no, that was me. All right. You can believe that all you want. I'm going to search it right now. <laughs> believe that. Anyway, I think we're done with Raw. Here we go. 
on the 25th of January, me, could call this week's episode, Bore 25, Matt says, indeed. I think I'd and then the next day, podcast just uploading now, by the way, from you, so you jacked my idea. I'd already thought of it, so, you, you know, I'm the one with the ideas over here, just saying. And it's my new next idea to move on to Smackdown Live, rather than talk about Raw, so we're going to talk about Smackdown Live. I was just looking at Kurt Hawkins' finishing moves. Uh, he's got the heat-seeking elbow from 2010 to 2016, and has nothing since 16. <laughs> never heard of finisher. Brilliant. He's had the laugh riot, which is the lifting DDT adopted from Edge, and the taste of pain, which is a hangman's face buster. I wouldn't even know what that looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Anyway, on to SmackDown Live then. Um, where was SmackDown Live from this week? Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, wherever that. That's in Texas, Texas right? Yeah. So they were in Texas for both. Interesting. It is a big old place. It is a big place. It's like they could have potentially been in Southampton here and then in like Edinburgh the next day. But uh, still be Texas in America. Mm. So opening segment, Carmella. Mella is apparently Mella money. Is money. Mella is money, as she keeps telling us. And do you know what? That's I did? just her response to everything. Isn't <laughs> yeah. it? it doesn't make any, make any sense. I know it didn't seem to f- to flow in the she sense kept that she it used on commentary it. as well. But you like know it. what? I don't hate it. I don't like it. Really? I just make have it make sense. Yeah, but to use people like Corey was like, um, or Byron was like, how how are you planning on dealing with this from Asker on Sunday and. She was like, Mello is money. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. In that I context, quite, it doesn't make sense. I quite enjoy... Really annoying girl. Yeah, she's doing that really well. And I quite enjoy her and Corey together on commentary, obviously berating Byron. I and enjoy and, Carmella and Corey together. Yeah. Um, but just, she's really good at that annoying heel persona. So, you know, fair play to her. Um, she's playing it up as much as she can. And she does still get a little bit like... She goes from very quickly from talking like a normal person to Mella is money. <laughs> she goes really money in the money bank. <laughs> she goes very deep all of a sudden. She still does that, um, but you know. I be charred fire. It's a good impression. <laughs> Twice. Um, yeah, just small little things. So when she was on commentary and. Um, Corey was obviously playing up to her and she's like Byron says how are you going to do you really expect to beat Asuka and she's like well I beat Charlotte Flair twice Charlotte Flair ended Asuka's streak therefore I'm going to beat Asuka and Corey's like it makes perfect sense Byron why can't you see <laughs> and then she, she, Carmella was like see Corey gets it Phillips gets it that's all that matters <laughs> I, I would just very and I know they wouldn't do this because it would be kind of putting your champion down but I'd just love for someone to turn around and be like literally how many times did you lose to both Charlotte and Asuka <laughs> yeah I don't think they'd do that <laughs> um, but anyway Asuka comes out to interrupt after some in, um, what do they say in always this week incendiary, incendiary, incendiary comments, comments. Yeah. Uh, made by Carmella towards her um, she's followed by Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. And Mandy Rose basically says, last week I was shit, but this week I can beat you. Um, no, um, it wasn't like I was shit. No, I know, but last week she, she lost. She said I was only one second away. She wasn't. <laughs> she lost. Technically, if you do a two count. Yeah, but, uh, but Sonia Deville then usurps her and basically says, no, it's my go. And Mandy Rose is fine with that. So um, I just love the way it's like, Carmen is like, all right, do you want to face... Mandy or Sonia, um, or both. 
And then Paige comes out like, whoa, whoa, you guys are in a match here. Ask her, do you want to face Mandy <laughs> yeah. or Sonia or both? Yeah. That's my line. <laughs> Nobody speaks for me, so I'm going to say exactly the same thing as them. <laughs> she went with both. So... Did they uh, see the really stiff knee that she gave? Oh, that was a that was an accident, wasn't it? That was don't, a, I don't yeah, know what. So I think Sonia went to duck planning. a clothesline, but I think Asuka, Asuka was knee. planning a knee to the gut or something, and just said, "I'm kneeing on the top right of the face." Oh, that looked pretty painful. But then knee did you to see face. The after it, yeah, she got she, got, she, she, like she got pissed it. off. She and probably kneed her in the boobs, and then well, immediately after that, speared the shit. Oh yeah, that was a hell of a spear. You could hear the like wind. Well, you could hear the wind leaving <laughs> Asuka's body. Um, but yeah, I quite like Sonya Deville's move set. I like Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. But they're better. Yeah, than, I do. I really like them. They're better than I thought. Considering they both haven't been around for long, and Mandy Rose especially, seeing as she didn't come from any kind of combat background, I yeah. think they both. Um, they're both pretty good. Still slightly green. You, yeah, you still get the odd bits of it. I think Mandy Rose doesn't. Always sell the best. Yeah, there was one, but she got German suplexed and was almost she just, just straight back crawl, up, yeah. like crawling back along to to Sonya. Yeah, um, but con- yeah, considering how kind of green and I think everyone expected her to be a lot worse than she is. I think um, she was just expected to be Marie Mark too, yeah. wasn't she? Um, but she's better, a lot, lot better. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine with with um, where where she is right now. Yeah, I quite like it. Um, so. Asuka ends up um, tapping Sonja well, ends up tapping out to the Asuka lock, which in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just thought she could have maybe lasted a bit longer um, in that hole, considering she's from an MMA background, you know. Also, the camera angle they used um, really put, showed how... Um, she didn't lock it in. How loose of a, a um, pressure on the neck is applied. She didn't even like link her hands. No, she's got one arm... Trapping the left arm of the opponent. Yeah, yeah when and you her right arm the across, but her right arm the only comes halfway across. Arm. Yeah, her arm wasn't clasping. Either. Yeah, she wasn't grabbing her own arm. She wasn't wrapping it around. It just, yeah, it was just like my my arm is resting on your neck. And she just tapped out for no reason. Um, but after the match, Carmella attacked uh, Asuka with the title to stand tall, following a distraction from Mandy Rose. So this was all right. Good opening segment. I thought. Got half an hour. I was going to say they gave him a long, long time as well um, for this oh, I whole segment. That. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. That's yeah, a quarter was... of SmackDown, by the way, that they gave this segment. And you know what? They didn't waste it. Thought they did well. Nah. Um, who else did well? New Day trolling Miz backstage. That's <laughs> 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 just it's so childish and petty, but it was, it was bloody funny. I like how Miz can do these kind of things as well, where. He... He can he can have the piss taken out of him. Yeah. And he can put himself in these silly situations, and it doesn't hurt him. Yeah. But Mister Mister Bootyworth was there um, with the pancakes. And you could tell he's not an actor or anything no, because he was like laughing the whole time. Hand, right? <laughs> um, and 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 Biggie and especially just played this really well. Biggie says he wanted Miz to help them show their member to the <laughs> WWE universe. Rephrase that. <laughs> Rephrase that. Um, I can't remember what else. They say something about a move that Miz does. Or one of them does, sorry. I can't remember, I can't remember exactly what they've said, but it was funny at the time, all right? So funny that no one can remember. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Anyway, um, they want Miz to help them pick out a name from a hat. 
but when they pull his bandana down to, as a blindfold, they switch the hat, and there's pancake mix in the hat. All over Mizzy's hands, not particularly happy about it. Just juvenile generic stuff, but New Day and Miz really do well with this sort of thing. Quite like it. Yeah. Anyway. I just love the fake laughing. Yeah. <laughs> just Big E. Big E's just, just really such a child. Yeah. <laughs> He's anyway, loving life right now. He is. He is loving life. Um, who wouldn't? He gets to just play pranks on people and just gyrate all the time. Remember that bit in Total Divas where he was seeing Natalia's sister. I think he was seeing. Natalia's, she tried Natalia's to set him sister up. was going all over him. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that obviously didn't go anywhere. Um, Carl Anderson defeated. I'm going to say Luke Harper, but Harper via pinfall. What? <laughs> Yeah, just be- just about seconds before this, they just said how they hadn't lost a match since November. Yeah, he uh, did say they hadn't lost a match since November. They haven't lost a tag, tag match. team match, and then one, two, three, pin. Yeah. <laughs> this this match lasted about two minutes, though. Yeah, it wasn't particularly long. Um, but what I was going to point out was the WWE. I think it was WWE himself who put this out. That this I don't know if you've watched it. The the package they put out about Luke Harper. The formerly known as. Formerly known as, yeah. yeah. I, I watched it the other night. Um, and, you know, you'd think, maybe given that and the good social media reaction that it's had and, you know, the good light that it's shone on Luke Harper, that you'd think, let's give him a win. Just carry on the momentum a little bit. No? <laughs> Pinned by Carl Anderson. Mm, they yeah. don't need it. They've won enough lately. I'd, have they actually lost a match? That's what I was trying to work out because they said since November... Um, not as a tag team. But I know they weren't they, they weren't the Bludgeon Brothers before. They lost um they they were the Bludgeon Brothers in November. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't recall them losing the match. They one uh it was either Harper or Rowan, I think it was Harper <coughs> lost um to one of the Usos when Naomi interfered. Probably Rowan. Bloody Rowan. Uh, I think it was Rowan actually, because it was Harper on the Rowan. <laughs> yeah, the world's deepest voice. <laughs> um you're right over there, Matt. Yeah, I'm Still, still awake, Joe. The, the the thing about that um, formerly known as video, if you like, currently, of all people to do that on a character like Harper, you'd yeah. think maybe leave that on the back burner for a bit. Yep. Cause, like, I watched the one on Seth Rollins. I've not seen that one. That was quite good. It explains how he went from like he's had like ten different names over the years and shows like where he did his first matches and all that stuff. So. It's pretty good. Yeah, I have to go back and watch it. Um, I think that's the only other previous one they've done with formerly known as. Fair enough. I'm a little confused about the next match because I thought this was meant to be a six-person match. Yeah, I thought this last week. That's what it was advertised as well. And then at the start of the match, seeing Rusev in a different tag match, I was like, oh, is this just not happening anymore? Yeah. And then it did just with... Just this without really annoyed me as well. And you know what? While I was watching it, I thought I wouldn't be... Because we, we all know that eventually Rusev and English are going to split, and it's going to be really sad when Rusev turns on English. Mm. Um, maybe I wouldn't be against the idea of. I think I know what you're going to say. Of a kind of. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. English getting a crush on uh, Lana. Yeah, that's exactly what yep. I was going to say. Pursuing <laughs> Lana. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Rusev crush. <laughs> and not in that <laughs> way. <laughs> not in that way. Um. And maybe, yeah, maybe Lana starts to reciprocate slightly and then Rusev just gets angry and cuts it off. Yeah. Cuts it off. And that's the end of that. And then there's a big baby face turn for Aiden English who, um, let's face it, 
He's going to need something after Rusev dumps him. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, fair play to him. He's done really he's well. He's done well with what he was given, right? Um, because he was, I imagine he was literally just brought in for that run one night to yeah. sing a song about Rusev yeah. or to sing the Bulgarian national anthem. <laughs> Um, and they they've managed to turn turn it into a good got some legs into the most popular merch. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, done well. Yeah. Um, so this was Jimmy Uso and Naomi against Aiden English and Lana. They defeated them via pinfall um, after a super kick to the throat of English, much to the chagrin of Corey Graves. <laughs> the way that. Tom Phillips is like, oh, well, this isn't good for Rusev and Lana. And Corey's like, this isn't good for Eden. He's a fucking singer. Um, something else that wasn't good for someone, Charlotte Flair defeated by submission by Becky Lynch. Who saw this one coming? There's, I um, did not see this one coming at all. There's Becky Lynch's six monthly win yep, out of the there's way. Her, there's her one win of the year. Um, yeah, so she definitely guarantees she's in the bank. not winning money in the bank, Matt, unfortunately. Hashtag Becky got bank. <laughs> no, she hasn't. Becky's win record is wank, more like. No, okay. I um, imagine on SmackDown it's actually all right. Well, we should probably check that standings account on Twitter, shouldn't you know we? What? I might go and do that right now. But while you do that, if I can remember what it's fucking called, because I forget it every time. What do we think of this match? Match? Did um, match? Matt, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Did you enjoy? Oh, it was good. I think it was probably the best. Or maybe the main event. But it was one of the best parts of SmackDown, the actual in-ring action, I thought. Ooh, here we go. Becky Lynch is fifth with 14.7 wins and four losses. She actually leaped Frog Charlotte in sixth with yeah. six wins and five losses. And how many pay-per-view matches has she won in the last year? Zilch. Exactly. And she ain't going to win this one either. Do you know who's top of the SmackDown rankings this year? I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Is in second place <gasps> behind Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. Nine wins Shinsuke and one loss. Nakamura. AJ Styles had seven wins, six losses, and three draws. So AJ's fought a lot more than Shinsuke. That's all that tells me. Actually, no. Shinsuke hasn't lost yet. He's got one draw. So yeah, he's won nine of his. Draw. Shinsuke. Mm. That. Um, AJ's got three well I know one was Daniel Bryan that's about it anyway we'll go back to Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch I liked this match thought it was really good as expected these two are going to deliver a good match um, I want to see more of this in the future you can tell that they're good friends outside of the ring yeah just their chemistry in the ring is amazing yeah and I like the end the finishing segment I thought the little sequence at the end was good um, with the sort of figure eight being counted into the arm bar, or the disarmer, sorry. Uh, and Charlotte, disarm her. Disarmer. Charlotte tapped out quickly again. Just a common theme throughout SmackDown, but it's only a small gripe. Which, to be fair, you would really. If you're you? in a submission move where you kind of can't get out, you might as well quick as soon as, uh, tap as soon as. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems it goes against like Charlotte Flair's whole sort of mantra, of, you know. <laughs> I, I liked like because I just want to see more of Becky Lynch and meaningful stuff. Yeah. Um, I liked how when she went over to her, she went to pick her up and she grabbed her by the bad arm. Yeah. And Charlotte was like, "No, get off my arm!" And they kind of was like, "Oh, sorry, didn't pick her up by the other arm." Like, so just it was good for continuity's sake. Yeah, I think it was good. Um, something else that was meh, a stretch, good. Um, big cast promo. 
So the best thing about this was that it wasn't in the ring or it wasn't backstage. It kind of took us back to like the early 1990s where they did it on like the side of the stage. Um, so that was interesting. Well, that was the only good thing about it. Second good thing was the fact Renee. that Renee was there, obviously. A cool um, kind of seventies kind of outfit, which was quite kind of nice. <laughs> yep. Um Mum goes, um, "Oh, he looks like um, he looks like that one with the, the long hair." He is the one with the long hair. <laughs> I said, "Who do you mean?" Uh, and I was like, "She, she was. Like, oh, I can't remember his name." I was like, "I don't know, like Chris Jericho." And he's like, "No, but." It was around. It was around that era. Triple H. I was like, I said Triple H. No, the other. No, Shawn Michaels. No, and I was like, who's not going to be Bret Hart? She's like, no. And I said, she was like, he had long blonde hair. I was like, Edge. She was like, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Who the other one with long hair? Christian. <laughs> and then we were like, I don't know. And she was like, no, I think it is Edge. Show me a picture. So we showed her a picture of Edge. And she was like, yeah, he looks like Edge. Well, I don't fucking doesn't. Nah, I don't think he does look like Edge. Cool story there. Right. <laughs> it's a shame you can't talk like Edge. That is a good point, Matthew. Well made. It is a shame you can't talk like Edge because I feel like he's I been like saying Edge. the same thing for four weeks. Cass's gimmick is I'm tall. Yeah, My body is longer than your body. <laughs> Have you never watched the Big Show match? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being tall does not help. And also, he said that um, Daniel Bryan has never faced anyone as tall or as big as him. He literally won the world title off Big Show. <laughs> he was yep. a tag team with Kane. Yep. Did he ever face the Great Carly? Probably did. In the Greatest Royal Rumble. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> so yeah, just you know, I'd, and the, the bit at the end was a bit cringy, where he was saying I was going to tear him limb from limb, and yeah. He's not. Let's face it. Yeah, I do. I do. I do expect him to win this match somehow. Yeah, I, I remember. I was going to bring this up on the podcast last week. Actually, um, has anyone heard that Brian's contract is still up? To, yeah, it's still. They they haven't signed him to a new contract yet. Hence, why they're not really going. They're reluctant to go forward with any concrete plans with what, him for like world titles and stuff. In case he doesn't resign. Well, Resign. you think he would, right? I don't know. You'd imagine so, but I suppose it depends on what they give him. Yeah. Just, just don't have him job out to big cast then, maybe. That might be a good idea. WWE creative. Um, another well, brilliant... If he doesn't sign, then All In are definitely looking at him. Well, I mean, He, he wouldn't be allowed to anyway, would he? He was saying how um, his, he's not sure when it is his contract would expire. If it expires, say, on like midnight of September 1st, and whether or not that allows him to compete, or whether he's got like a no complete cause, uh, compete call, clause, clause, um, and like whether it would actually end on the end of September 1st, in which case he wouldn't do it. So, yeah, there's a lot of logistics involved. I feel like they'd do something whereby they'd leave it going until midnight and then he'd be able to show up. <laughs> anyway, Andrade and Almas attacked Sin Cara backstage. Nobody cared. Um, so it's a shame that... A soldier, a top fucking soldier. Sin Cara's known him since he was 14. Yeah, you did. You did tell us. You were right. Um, no one really cares, right? <laughs> no, Selena Vega cares. Selena Vega's doing a good job sort of trying to get some sort of anything out of anybody yeah because i mean to be fair yeah. what's the reason they're fighting just uh, 
Andrade is not the same person. Singlara thinks he knows Andrade and he's not the same person. Which therefore gives you enough valid reason to go and assault somebody and not get arrested for it. So they're having a match next week, apparently. Yeah. So I'm yeah, assuming. Sammy was supposed to uh, debut for three weeks ago, but they never did. <laughs> and we were supposed and to have a, a six-person six, in agenda yeah. match this week. We didn't either, so maybe they'll have one one day. Who knows? But they'll probably end up being a tag team. Um, speaking of tag teams, New Day versus Samoa Joe, Demirs, and Rusev via pinfall, or they beat them via pinfall. Um, yeah, the match was good. Um, anybody else get tricked by Co- Cody? Um, Cody, Cody <laughs> Kofi Kingston's backwards jump. I was like, I fully expected him to go into the middle of the ring. I was like, what? Why is he going? Why is he gone? <laughs> that was well, really cool. First, I thought, oh, he's knocked him off the rope, and then I was like. No, he didn't. <laughs> he just did some sort of backwards trust dive. Me. Trust. Have you seen it? The huh? girl's playing trust. Yeah. Yeah, that's bloody funny. Um, so this was, yeah, interesting. It was like, um, I think Tom Phillips said on commentary, it was like an optical illusion. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, the match itself was good. New Day picked up the win after Miz accidentally threw pancakes at Rusev and Samojo. I'm not going to lie. I ain't a big fan of the pancakes playing a major role in the main event of SmackDown. Yeah, no, nor me. But, you know, it sort of plays into the story a little bit, and I guess. Would you be that bothered if someone threw a pancake at you? No. Just be like, what, what the fuck are you doing? I'd just eat it. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Although, if I were New Day, after Miz had been attacked and stuff, because there's only pancakes lying around, I would have taken one and put one in Miz's mouth while yeah. doing the move to him. <laughs> or after pinning him. Mm. Put him in his trunks or something. Oh no! Oh, St. Kurt Angle's medals. I saw a clip of that the other day. It made me laugh. Um, With with he who shall not be named. But anyway, the midnight hour. We discussed Matt. Do you know why the New Day's finishing move is called the midnight hour? I do not. Well, we worked it out, didn't we? Yeah. And people may have worked this out many, many years ago. Well, no, I did work this out ages ago. Just never really gave it much thought. Um, Midnight hour is the start of a new day. It is. It's the end of an old day, hence the finisher. And it's the beginning of a new day. You said finisher there, but it's how about the way that The Rock would say that Triple H says finish? Finisher. (laughs) Yes. So SmackDown this week, much better than Raw, fair to say. And that's probably been the case for the last four or five weeks. Wow. Big big talk. Big talk. Since Shake Up. Since the Shake Up. Um, which leads me to believe that the money in the bank briefcases are going to roar. <laughs> Both would, of them. I would like to imagine there's one going to each brand. I think WWE would like to shake it up like that. Especially since SmackDown got both last year because it was a SmackDown pay-per-view, but and they didn't really do much with them. Hmm. So one thing I would like to say at the end of this podcast... Oh, we, did, we got Shinsuke AJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one thing I wanted to say about this... Um, just before we, sorry to interrupt, Matt. Um, sorry. Was um, <laughs> part of my brain when the camera cut and it was just a page sitting there and she was staring at the camera for a bit. Part of me was just wondering if she was just going to go page here. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, you know that you know the advert for the, the oh trailer for the for, for the trailer for the film and yeah she just stared, like the cuts to her and then she just pulls a weird face <laughs> for about three seconds and then page here <laughs> it's just really weird 
Oh, God. Yeah, that was cringy as well. Uh, but this segment, I didn't mind. I thought it was quite good. It shows different, like, all right? you got to do is put it in a different location and it makes things more interesting. Yeah. Yep. They had those security involved, like, backroom staff there to make sure nothing got out of hand. Dean Malenko and a bald guy. Was it Dean Malenko there? Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. notice Dean Malenko. I didn't take that much notice. And the bald guy is there everywhere Yeah, now. and he's always really shouty and angry. Yeah. He was, um, he was the one sort of holding really Roman back when he was assaulting Jinder. always happens. You what, sorry? They're really shit because something always happens. <laughs> yeah, they didn't exactly. do, Why they they didn't do their job. Security? Yeah, but there was a contract signing for the match at Money in the Bank, which is obviously a last man standing match. Um, Page introduces both men styles and nakamura go a bit a bit back and forth nakamura has to borrow styles pen and says it doesn't work uh aj gets unreasonably angry at that yeah i know um and then ends up slapping shinsuke Which, shinsuke's facials in this segment though man it, the slap looked like it, was, it caught him by surprise yeah and hurt yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah generally i hurt it, it looked like i don't know if it was just I don't know if it's just how he looks normally, but it looked like he not only caught him on the face, but kind of on the eye, because it looked like one of his eyes started to kind of swell a bit or go red. No, oh, really? Um, I think he was crying. No, as in like the skin <laughs> around it was red. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if the, if the slap kind of caught him a bit on the eye or something, but yeah, it looked pretty painful. <laughs> um, I love the way he just sits down and just brings out his own pen. Yeah, <laughs> but this is so good. This is good heel work, but it makes cool. AJ look a bit stupid. Yeah. All composed heels always, most of the time. Yeah, good. It is. It's. I bloody love Shinsuke as a heel. He's good, good at that. Um, but yeah, the segment ended with Nakamura just staring at Paige and just saying, "Last man standing." Yeah. Which you know, that's all it needed. Because did you notice? Nobody need to get put through a table. Did you notice that he didn't get up when AJ told him to get up, and yeah. then when AJ gone, he stood up. He stood up. Last man standing. Last man. It was smart. I like this. I worry like stuff like that gets lost on a lot of people. Yeah. But that that to me is quite good storytelling. Yeah, I think it's really, really good. Credit to Shinsuke and probably the creative team, let's face it. They might have done something right this week. That was it. Um <laughs> I mean you throw stuff at the stuff at the wall. <laughs> yeah, something's gonna, gonna stick. stick, right? Enough throw enough spaghetti out of wall it will stick. Um, did anyone do that with spaghetti, no, by the I've way? I've never done that, but no. I've seen videos. That's how a parent's supposed to test if, if it's, it's ready, ready or yeah. not. It's, but then it's just a waste of spaghetti, I always think. Because if it falls off, it's meant to be ready. Oh, is it? I thought it was the other way around. Or maybe, maybe it is. If it, it sticks, sticks, it's ready. You're not going to leave it there, though, are you? Because if it's hard, if you haven't put it in yet, it's going to bounce off. It's not going to stick, which therefore well, means it's not ready. You wouldn't throw spaghetti at the wall if you haven't put it in the pan yet, would you? Some people <laughs> Why don't you taste it? <laughs> That's all I do. Yeah. That's what I do. Just taste it. Anyway, right. So enough talk about spaghetti. Pancakes have already had enough of a role in, in wrestling this week without spaghetti getting in on the act. Um, I think that's it from us, right? Yeah. No. No, oh, Matt, yeah, you, you had thing. one last final four, right? I have something to say, and it's a round of applause for Ricochet. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that move. I still don't know how he does it. It's like he, A, has springs in his boots, and B, must have the world's strongest knees. Yep. Or his, or his knees aren't going to last much longer. <laughs> <laughs> All that. Also, before that, he did a a deadlift suplex to a six foot eight 
300-pound yeah. guy. Yeah. Which was mental. But, you know, all he does is flips and shit. Yeah, just flippy shit, really. Um, I can't wait for this match. I can't yeah. wait for this to take This whole rivalry's been good. Um, just both of these guys. It's, I, I do worry if it's going to be yet another instance where we go, well... The takeover was amazing. There's no way in the main roster can follow that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I think every single takeover that's been in, in before a pay per view has eclipsed the main pay per view, right? Do you reckon Triple H goes <laughs> like fucking follow that? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Because I mean, like, um, we've got Gargano and Champa in a street fight. Yeah, yeah going to be amazing. We've got um, this is a little bit of a downer. Um, Alistair Black versus what? Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, tag title match. What was the tag title match? Oh, Danny Birch and Only Larkin yeah. against the Undisputed Era. Yeah, which. It's actually been I watched I've been watching the NXTs since Mania in the last week or so and they've actually been very entertaining, very good matches with these guys, so it's all looking good. Nikki Cross just nicked the women's title off Shayna Baszler as well. Don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did see the that. The most simplest thing, but actually looked really gl- good and clever. Well, just coming down and nicking the title. Yeah. Well she she pinned her. She actually pinned. I didn't her. see that. I just saw her nick the title. She she nicked the title and was like, "Come come get it then if you want it." So she came into the ring, uh, attacked her, hit her with a finisher, and Dakota Kai, who just had a match with Baszler, she was like, "You you're the referee," and she was like, "Oh okay." So she hit her with a finisher and then pinned her, and Dakota counted it, and that was that. Dakota Kai is an interesting one, isn't she? She seems to be getting this push out of nowhere, and sort of she sort of just appeared. Has she bailed around too. Yeah, she's been around for quite a while in NXT. Well, I would say quite a while, about six months or so. Mm. Um, yeah, no, she's she's quite good to be fair. They've got a good story going with her and Shayna. Yeah, I quite like I that story. Assume to be it's fair. Nikki Cross at the takeover, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, before we end, I just wanted to run through some quick other bits of news from the world of wrestling. The Undertaker returns to action in Madison Square Garden in what July? July seventh. Um, he'd be making his in-ring return to Madison Square Garden, but you know, why? First time in eight years. Yeah, eight years he's been away from Madison Square Garden. Always me, we don't get Madison Square Garden on TV anymore. Yeah, they had a title change last year, didn't they, with AJ and Kevin Owens? Yeah, because they're there all the time. Yeah, but we just never get to see it on TV, which I kind of miss it. Yeah, I guess so. Do you think this is the Undertaker's farewell tour, or that's what I was thinking? Yeah. Or do you think he's just back? Like, like he feels much better after his hip hip surgery, and he's back. I I think it's his farewell tour, and his last match will be at Survivor Series. Ooh, that's a good shout. That is a good shout. Quick question, just both of you: Undertaker's last match. Who do you think it should be against? Shawn Michaels. That's not going to happen. Ed, did you have you have you not heard the interview? I'm sure Michael said he would be open to one more match, right? Yep. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> Especially with his cut hair. He can't, he can't wrestle with short hair. 
Aiden, how about you? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. He's already faced so many people. And... Daniel Bryan? No. It's, it wouldn't make sense, though. I would go for a heel who beats him. Uh, people people say Kane. I don't want to see Kane versus Yonti. I don't, I don't want to see that in 2018. People say John Cena or Triple H, but I've already seen him face Triple H a hundred times. Um, John Cena's probably the best option. Unless the only other Roman. you go down is a, is a torch-passing thing. Yeah. Braun. Braun. Braun Strowman. I reckon. I think Braun be, would be the good, the best bet. Could you imagine? Giant, super athletic, can actually move Braun Strowman, just run in circles around the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be sad to watch. It would be sad to watch, It'd but like it needs to happen, I think. Watching something in the wild, <laughs> a wounded animal. Yeah. That was kind of what WrestleMania 33 was like, wasn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately. Anyway, um... Sanity, by the way, we touched on those um, not making, not appearing on SmackDown so far. Apparently, last weekend they made their debut on a SmackDown Live event, so they are actually on SmackDown. They just haven't been on TV. I'd, I'd like to imagine that they may be gone. Shit, we should have put up Nikki Cross with them, so they'll they might appear after Takeover slash Money in the Bank, and hopefully Nikki Cross will be with them. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, and that's it, really. That's it from me. Because I'd like to imagine her getting this title, even though she didn't actually get it, but her carrying the title could be like a farewell kind of thing. Yeah. But not, probably not. Probably not. Um, I think that's it from me. Does any of you guys have anything else to add? Is it from me? No, I think I'm good. I just hope that Raw gets better because I can't oh, be asked with it. Has to get better. I mean, let's face it, next week we're going to see another singles match main event between... Two people who are in this, probably Kevin a, versus Bobby. Oh, it is a fatal four way, isn't it? With the men, yeah. on SmackDown, the women have a Money in the Bank summit with Paige. What does that mean? I don't <laughs> know. What the fuck is that? Imagine they were just going to be sitting in the ring. Just another contract signing thing, but no contracts to be signed. Um. All right. Well, we look forward to that then, right? No. No, no Money in the Bank. No. Will ever top 2016, where they all started raw on top of ladders. Yeah. Um, yep. And Chris Jericho claiming he won the sixth one in in Apple, Appleton, New York. <laughs> um, yeah, get better. Get better, WWE. If that's our main advice to you this week. Um, so that's it from us then. So remember, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram at the underscore PWP. Um, we're on YouTube. Don't forget now. At the people's, well, not at, but search for the people's wrestling podcast. We've got a channel on there. Make sure you subscribe. All our episodes will go up on there um, from now on. I think the last couple have gone up on there, haven't they? Yep. Um, so do make sure you uh, get those views. I'm not sure what our latest view figures are. I'm sure they're not as high as we would like. No. Um, uh, between the two episodes, I believe combined, we've broken double digits. Yes. <laughs> Uh, just wait for the money to roll in. Rolling in. We've got three subscribers and 11 views in total. Wow. Those three subscribers are us, and those 11 views would have been us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, just bloody watch it on YouTube, mate. That's all. That's all you need. But anyway. Just do something. Just listen. Just, just anything. Anything. 
Um, right. So, yeah, done the social. You can find me on Twitter at AliBunker88. Aiden, they can find you where? On Twitter at AidenBunker um, and also Instagram. Oh, you're going plug in the old Instagram. Love in the gram, as Sammy would say. Um, <laughs> Matt, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at the Bear and Bombay. And you could probably find me on Instagram, but I'm not sure what my Instagram thing <laughs> I is. I think your Instagram name is like similar. I'm at Bumby, but with like a load of numbers after it. Oh, it might be my date of birth. I don't think it's one. I think it's like four, six, seven, eight, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something random. Oh well. But anyway, you um, can find me. Find us all. Oh no, it's Matt Bumby twenty-seven twelve eighty-five. Oh okay. No, it is your actual date of birth. Anyway, um. That's it from us, I believe. Um, so thank you very much for listening, guys. What is our what? Thirty fifth, thirty fifth, thirty fourth, thirty fifth, thirty fourth, thirty fourth. We know so much about our own podcast, um, which is our thirty fourth episode, I believe. Yes, yes, thirty four. <laughs> Just checking. Um, so thank you again for listening. If in fact you have um, and will we do one next week do you reckon I'm not going to be here I'm going to be in Slovenia mm-hmm. so it's up to you guys part timer if you guys want to do it if you can actually manage to pull your fingers out and get it done this time it depends on how good the TV is <laughs> if the TV <laughs> is shit then... if it's as shit as this week I think we'll just say no you're going to miss the um, go home money in a bank podcast so I'm going to need to get my predictions in to you predictions <laughs> I knew you were going to say that <laughs> but we can do that the Sunday we can, yeah we do that on the Sunday we'll do that on Sunday uh, it's going to be hard I genuinely think they're going to go with the new day not revealing until they all until the day off yeah. until they're coming out for the match I believe well, so I don't think it's going to matter because they're not going to win it no no that that is true um, right that's I think that's everything then so that's it from me Aiden that's it from you I'm going to speak for you guys Matt that's it from you um, we that's will, it from me we will see you next week maybe or the week after <laughs>